I think when people buy properties initially, they hope that things work out. After three to five years of owning property and consistently investing in properties, you can really start to see the compounded nature of the returns. And it is insane. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant, and we've got another really good show for you guys today. It's going to uh, be good. It's going to be good. I'm telling you, man, I, I was meeting with the team yesterday and I said, Oh, I think this podcast that is relaunching today is so great. And one of them said, well, Heather, I think they're all great. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. But I said, when I leave leave a podcast recording and I'm going, wow, I need to hurry up. I need to hurry up and get a property under contract. Like I know that I even like just reignited the excitement in, you know, what real estate can do. So yeah, for sure. Last week. And when is a good time to invest in real estate? yesterday always it's always a good time to invest in real estate and the reasons are so simple we talked about them like we've so many times i think you guys got to be sick of hearing them um so we did something unique i'm not sure how unique it is but we did it anyway we asked the people in our facebook group yeah and so we thought we'd share with you what they said why they're investing rather than just hear it from you know Heather and Ron again. Yeah, it's true. I thought this was really cool because we had quite a few comments and sometimes, like you said, Ron, it's really nice to hear someone else's perspective when you're used to hearing your own all the time as to why, I mean, for me this year, the reason why I said last podcast, I was motivated to hurry and get more is really the tax benefits for me and making sure that I have tax liability under control for 2022. Um, and that's my main drive. <laughs> so yeah, and we, we get people, we get people, Heather, who come to us like right when their 1031 exchange deadline is, is coming up. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. We, we'll help anybody. Like if you, if you have a week left, we, we can still help you. No big deal. Right. But it blows my mind. It's like they've, they've procrastinated all the way to the end. And then I guess they haven't really taken into account what the tax consequences are going to be because they're just like, you know, some of them are just like, "Uh, yeah, okay, well, I'm, this is way too complicated. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to pay the taxes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, really? (laughs) Oh, it hurts me, man. I'm just like, oh my gosh, really? Really? Because I mean, we can make it pretty easy. I mean, as easy as a 1031 exchange can be, we can make it that easy. And there's a few people that just get overwhelmed. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, man, why didn't you seek us out 30 days ago so you could have enough time to process everything? Yeah. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. That was an aside. Well, it is a big aside, though, because I had I presented once um, to a group of dentists and someone said, well, 1031 exchanges, man, they're they're crap. Like you're just like stuck getting whatever. And it's all this pressure to buy. And I said, yeah, but I just prefer to have the property lined up while you're closing on the other property. So you can even close in your 45 day window to designate property. 
then it's pretty low risk. And the, and the guy was like, well, yeah, that would work. And I'm like, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you could do that, I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't you do that if you could do that? But that's not that yeah. easy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it kind of is that easy. It, it really it is. isn't that hard. Now, yeah. if you're out there using a regular realtor and shopping and people, you know, people get crazy. I, I, I just did this. I just sold my house and I bought another house. And people who don't do this for a profession who are emotionally attached to their homes, that's a whole different ball game. I wouldn't put one of those on a 1031 exchange list ever because yeah. those people can just freak out at the last minute and then you're screwed. You did all that work and you're still paying taxes. Yeah. But if you work with a professional company that does this all the time and sellers who are used to selling to investors, um, it's really not that hard. They're yeah. used to working on 1031 exchanges. We are, our sellers are, everybody knows what it is. We all do them. It's yeah. not that hard. It doesn't have to be. Funny you say that, Ron, because the qualified intermediary that we recommend is to all of our clients is Laura McKee. We've been recommending her for like a decade or something. Mm -hmm. And she said to me when this is like a couple of years ago now, she said to me, yeah, you are the only your company is the only company I've ever worked with on the 95% rule. And that kind of blew my mind. I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, it's too big of a risk that you're going to close on everything that you designate. So no, literally nobody does it. But you guys, <laughs> we don't and do it we, all the time. But. And we primarily do it, though. I mean, yeah. that's this. I mean, that's that's the that's yeah. the rule. That anyway, does yeah. anybody? I, I don't even know if everybody knows what you're talking about. Oh, you just like well, you just like spouted off some rule, some IRS rule, and assumed everybody listening knows what you're talking about. Um, and true. then don't get me sidetracked on the stinking irs today as we record this right now oh no i think joe biden is signing into law eighty-seven thousand new irs agents to come and pester us so um yeah don't get me don't get me it's going exciting everyone get um, ready for their audit it's gonna be great yep, yep. <laughs> well i'll restate that in better terms so when you have 45 days to designate a replacement property after your property closes, you can designate and use different rules that the IRS has established. And the 95% rule means you have to close on 95% of whatever you designate. But really, I mean, if you're designating 100 properties, you have to close on 95 of them. But most people aren't designating 95 properties. So it's essentially everything you designate you're closing on. If it's five properties, you've got to close on all of them to meet 95% or higher. Yeah. So to designate multiple properties and know you're going to close on all of them is just unheard of. So besides with us, because this is what we do all the time. So. Yeah, because I mean, the properties aren't, they're not on the EMLS where somebody else can just take them from you while you're doing your due diligence or whatever, right? So it's just a different ball game. Like we're very confident that the ones that we have, you can close on. So, um, so we actually do use that rule and yeah. it was a little bit of a weird, like nobody uses that, but sometimes we take for granted a, that we know what the 95% rule is like Heather just did. And B we've been doing this now so long. We just assume that's just how it works. And most people trying to do a 1031 exchange, this has turned into the 1031 exchange show. Like, what did we do, Heather? This is we're not what we're going to talk about. Anyway, <laughs> most people out there trying to do a 1031 exchange are trying to do it on their own with their, you know, uncle or aunt who's a realtor. And it is that that is a train wreck. That's a rough deal. 
Yeah. Anyway. For sure. So let's start going through the comments that people left when we asked, why do you invest in real estate? Um, I thought it was pretty cool. The first one we've talked about on the show before, and maybe we should talk about it again because it's been a while, is an alternative to stocks. We yep. haven't we've talked about that, but it's been a minute. So some, if you're newer to the show, reach out to us and we can send you the episode number. I'll try to see if I can look it up before we're off here. But super strong, powerful alternative. <laughs> just stock. Yeah, it's, so, just a better, it's just a better way, period. Better. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, yeah, Ron, but the stock market's done really well. Okay, I get it. I get it. So is real estate. And um, while real estate was going up all of the same time, the stock market's been going up. People have been getting a pretty decent dividend and someone else has been buying it for them and they've been getting tax breaks. I mean, I'm sorry. Show me a stock that does all that. There isn't one. Sorry, all you stock people out there. Sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry actually. How, Ron, it was two years ago, episode 58. That's insane that it's been that long. Wow. I just, there is nothing about yeah. stock that is better than real estate. Not a thing. Sorry. Yeah. Just there isn't. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, the other thing is retirement fund, right? I just did some due diligence on some uh, little multifamily unit deal in, in Kansas City. And we are talking to the guy, I think I talked about this last show, but dude's been doing this for like 35 or 40 years. He owns a bunch of properties. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting to hear his story because this is his retirement plan. He said, I work for a small company. They didn't have a retirement thing set up. I bought my first property when I was 26. What? And yep. Oh, that's you should interview him. Dude's in his upper 60s now. And he was like, Yeah, I wasn't really gonna sell, but the guys kept calling me, bothering me about it. And so, I mean, I figured I'd sell a few of them, you know. And he, the whole time, he was really coy about how many units he owned. I knew he owned over a hundred. I mean, I, I knew it. You can just tell by he runs his own stuff, he manages his own properties. And it's funny because he was like, "Yeah, one day I showed up at work, and well, I was too experienced, and they didn't have enough money, and so they let me go and kept some other guy, and I was done." <laughs> He goes, you know, but it wasn't any big deal. I just bought a few more properties, and, and I've just been doing that ever since. And I was like, uh, you, you stud. That's stud. awesome. That is so, cool. It works whether you are retiring or whether you get retired like that guy did. Yeah. Kind of like me. I mean, I, if you guys have heard my story, I got retired. I got laid off, and that's when I started in real estate. And, man, it's been great. It's been great. So it does work. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, another one that people mentioned was the ROI is insane compared to traditional investments. That was the yeah, and that's not us saying it. <laughs> I know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we say it all the time. Yeah, <clears throat> but you know, some people. I think when people buy properties initially, they hope that things work out. After you know, three to five years of owning property and consistently investing in properties you can really start to see yeah. the time, the compounded nature of the returns and all four of them. And it is insane. Yeah. And when you first look at it, it just, it's almost not believable. It's just almost not believable, but that's why wall street finally got involved is because somebody finally invested and was like, Oh my gosh, this actually works. Yeah. These people aren't nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
I have sold a couple of properties to family members and that makes you pause for a minute, right? Uh, yep, you're, yep. It's a little bit nerve wracking. And so my brother has called me a couple times and when he, when I see his phone number, I get a little bit nervous and we chat fairly regularly. And one time he called me and said, there's raccoons like in the chimney or something. And they had to like pay to trap raccoons. And I went, oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what happens sometimes owning real estate. Like that's just is what it is. And then he had one other maintenance thing I remember. And my sister-in-law mentioned to me something about how the tenant wasn't paying. And I, I get like this pit in my stomach. Then the tenant paid and everything. They got the raccoons out, like everything was fine. And then my brother called me this last week and said, I just wonder what my properties are worth. And I looked mm -hmm. it up because I'd just gotten it. And I was like, and I, I loved it. I, this was just last week. I said, real estate's the best. Isn't it the best? Like, oh, it was a little celebratory for me with a, it felt like my own money in a way. <laughs> I mean, until that moment happens, yeah, it's all just kind of like, is this going to work? Does this thing work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. Over yeah. time, it's the best thing ever. So. Yeah. I agree with that one. Whoever said that, and you know who you are, you're listening and you know, ROI is insane. Yep. Next one, it's passive. I can stop working and still have income. So just like that, that seller you're working with in Kansas City, right? Yeah. I mean, except for that guy wasn't passive at all. He managed all of them himself. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was, that's a full-time job. He's like, yeah, this is what you do. And I'm like, dude, you realize there are management companies. Like, <laughs> And it's funny because I asked him, I'm like, what's your end game, man? Like, yeah, I mean, do you want to sell these? Yeah. You want to like pass them off to the younger generation? Cause he's here. I mean, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I said, I'll buy these from you on owner financing and you can keep your same level of income and not have to lift a finger. I'll manage them all. And he was like, huh, well, I think I'd rather have cash. I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, we can do cash too. Either way, I said, "What you gonna do? What are you gonna do with all the other hundred? He goes, yeah. "I never said. I never said I had a hundred. I know you have more than that." He goes, <laughs> "Okay, I don't know what I'm gonna do with them." I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> I never said I had a hundred. Oh, you read him like a book. This one surprised me. Number four on the list was challenge. That they like the challenge, the mental stuff, the math, the making problem, like solving problems, not making problems, solving problems, making it work. Um, I, I thought that was a really cool because it is true. It's fun because it's, it's a puzzle in some ways. Well, we call it a game yeah, uh, all the time. Uh, and I love playing the game. That's it's kind of like that, right? That's why that's why people do sports, mm -hmm. same kind of a thing. And that makes it fun, which was the next one. Yep, and people fun. do it because it's fun. It's fun. It's fun because it's a challenge. It's a game. And if you know the rules and you play right, you can win over yeah. and over and over again. And that is fun. That's true. It's like playing Monopoly with your family. So I, I always won Monopoly. Nobody will play with me anymore. I don't know. I beat you in that, cash flow first time playing. That. And I, I well, still cash flow is not Monopoly. So it's different. <laughs> Now I just need to play with you then because I want to know if I can beat you. Right. Um, we'll do that for a live podcast sometime. <laughs> That'll be a long okay. podcast. Uh. <laughs> um, then uh, creating wealth was the next one. And there was another one that kind of ties into what we just said, the challenge, the fun, creating wealth. 
Um, the, the last comment actually was, it's addicting. I get to watch my wealth grow. And that particular client has told me, and he listens to this podcast, he has told me several times that he does his personal financial statement and updates it every month and loves it. Because he said, I literally am gaining wealth by like doing nothing. Like every month. My I, you know, I tell, I tell people, we, we taught this uh, class, what was it, like a year ago or something, Heather? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. There were so many people that that was their biggest takeaway was the personal financial statement. You know, I, I have to constantly update mine for the banks and everything that I'm doing. And it blows me away. Like I'm just trucking along, like nothing crazy is going on. And my net worth just continues to climb. It is pretty cool. And it's one of those addictions you don't have to be embarrassed about. You can tell all your friends about this addiction, you know? That's true. (laughs) You can have them join you in your addiction and it's a healthy addiction. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't have to be embarrassed at all. You can invite people over and have addiction parties. And, and not like 12 step addiction parties. You can actually invite people to be addicted with you. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, tax benefits was the next one. I feel like we've talked about that one quite a bit, but this is the last year of the bonus, full 100% bonus depreciation on taxes, which is my powerful motivator to get some action going this year. Another one is related to ROI, cash flow, but it's still different. Then return on investment, having some cash flow, um, flexibility. So most of the time, and to put that in context, most of the time I hear about flexibility, it's about I'm going to be able to retire if I want to, work less if I want to, go on more vacations, like not stress about my income being the only source. Like no, job. that's an it's an interesting thing because I was just talking to my buddy the other day mentor of mine, coach of mine. And he, and I just said, you know, I've got all of this, got all of these opportunities mm. and there's so many, sometimes I get like stuck trying to figure out like, well, cause they're all good. It's not like I'm looking for the best one. They're all so good mm-hmm. that I could choose any of them or a couple of them and be super happy with any of them. And he said, yeah, you know what? That's, that's cool that you're in a place where you don't have to do any of them because I was talking to him about like, what do I do? And he, and he kind of brought it full circle. It's like, yeah, the cool thing is you, you don't have to do any of them, which gives you a whole bunch of power and flexibility. Like, like this person was saying, because I could choose any of them or none of them. It doesn't make any difference. That is really and powerful. I, I can do them only if I want to, I don't have to do anything. And that is a very powerful place to be. It does give you a lot of flexibility. It gives you a lot of options and choices in your life. It takes a while for that to happen. It doesn't happen overnight, but it, it happens like clockwork for so many people that, you know, at this point, the evidence is so overwhelming that it's, it's not even a matter of if, it's a matter of when. It just happens. Yeah. And like you said, it doesn't matter whether there's problems. Like you're, you're talking about the problems that your brother was having. I mean... I've had, we've talked about the problems I've had on the show and some of those problems have been gigantic. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Over time, it's unbelievable what happens over time if you just hang tight. So True. Next one was diversification. So being able to diversify my investments, Mm -hmm. which 
there's a lot to be said for that, right? Not putting all your eggs in one basket, having some security there. Security was actually not mentioned on this list. And it's usually the go-to answer when I first ask people, why are you doing this? Like, why are you calling us? I want some security. Yeah. That's because these people own properties. They feel secure now. So that's not, that's not top of the list. This is not top of the list anymore. Yeah. On that note, my husband, our, our youngest just went to first grade today, like big day in our house. This is the day, day that I've looked forward to for so long and yet cried a little shed. bit. Tears were shed. I know. It's such a funny thing. Parenting so funny that way. I'm like, hallelujah. And this is so sad at the same time. But he walked into the class, didn't even turn back and look at me. He was just like, adios, mom. I got, I'm, he was super excited. But my husband is like, he's, as most of you know, that have been listening to the show, he left his job two years ago and has been home with our kids. He volunteers um, one day a week, but he said to me, I think I'm gonna start looking. I think I wanna just pick up something part-time. And I think that is that, that flexibility, that security, that he's just wanting to make a difference and wanting to use his education and his skills more than, oh yeah, I better get a job. Like we need, you know, we have to do this, yeah. which is a pretty empowering place to be and that he can pick and choose really what what position he wants to take which is pretty cool it is pretty cool it is pretty cool and it's uh it's football season i don't know if you knew that or not heather (laughs) but i've been watching what the chiefs have done because they kind of annihilated their team and then they've been bringing some new blood on and things i think it's going to be a good team i think it's going to be a good team mahomes is still there and they interviewed him about his pay pretty Mm -hmm. cool pretty cool he said, you know, I'm more interested in legacy. He goes, I'm going to make plenty of money. He goes, I mean, I, the contract isn't as much as I could have gotten at other places. He goes, and a lot of people chase the money around the NFL, trying to get the most money they can. He said, I'm more interested in legacy. I'm more interested in building something that outlives me. I love that. Which was so cool. That's why everybody in Kansas City loves the guy, right? Because he... he took less so we could have more salary caps so that we could get good players and mm. go back to the Super Bowl potentially, right? That's cool. And a lot of really top-tier talent does that. Yeah. But you can't do that without that security first, which gives you the flexibility and gives you all those options that we've been talking about. I mean, he does have half a billion dollar contract. At that point, you can pretty much do <laughs> whatever you want. It's not like he's going to be hating it for money. money. You know, and people are like, yeah, but you could have gotten more. Okay. Well, I mean, at some point, I mean, at some point, if you're a guy like him, it's, it's about more than the money because the money's there. That's the cool thing about real estate. So to bring it full circle, if you have, if the money is taken care of, like you were just talking about, well, now Doug gets to go do what he wants. Yes. He gets to go do what he wants now, Mm -hmm. which is really cool because he's going to impact a lot of people. And I'm sure he'll make money doing it, but he doesn't have to. That's the yeah. cool thing. Um, yep. Options I, and choices. It's powerful. Yes. And the mindset of that, like opening up your mind to that as being a possibility. It's interesting because you've shared with me about vision for so long. And when I asked him years ago, it's the only vision, really much of a vision conversation I've had with him, which you've given me a lecture on recently. I'm going to do it. But he, I said, if money were no object, what would you do? And he said, I want to go serve a population that can't afford my skill, um, which he's a psychologist and he specializes with, with adolescents. And he said that would be like 
a drive for me. I would love that. And I made that my goal because I thought I don't have that skill. And I thought, man, impacting the world and changing and impacting families that where he volunteers right now, he's able to impact families at a grassroots level that are coming out of homelessness is typically why they're living at this facility. And he's meeting with the families and talking and giving them skills and helping them to hopefully end some generational patterns that have been happening, you know, and that kind of thing. I go on about that for a minute, but that kind of thing is what I hear from my clients Mm -hmm. on a similar vein (laughs) of making a difference, leaving a legacy, doing charitable work or spending time with their family and, you know, their children. And I think it's, it's so much bigger than just security and flexibility. That's just like two words that mean a lot. So yes. And if you dig deep, it always is something else. It's never really security and financial security and everything people say first when we ask them. It's it's almost never that. Very rare. I think I've only talked to two people where money really was the motivation. Yep. I, I didn't like those people. No, that's so true. That's so I true. just really didn't like them much. And yep. so much so, I don't even really remember who they are. Then, no, I don't think they ever were, became clients, too. The people I can no, think of. Just, no, they, not uh, a good they, match. Yep, exactly. Right. I think this brings us to our last comment on there. And it says, he, they said, it provides me time to spend with those I love and invest in others' lives. So that that's really the why behind so much of real estate investing that we talk about sometimes, but not, not as often. So, so why do we invest in real estate? All of those reasons and so many more. It's, it's a wonderful thing. So if you've been listening and you haven't invested in real estate yet, you should. And if you are investing in real estate and you've, you've gotten a little off track, because you haven't been thinking about all the really cool stuff, which is not even the money, then uh, get back on the wagon. Mm-hmm. Back on the wagon. Yeah, don't wait. We're still making offers. We're still buying properties. We're still selling properties throughout all of this and being super creative. Yeah. Just met, with, just met with some of our mortgage people today and we're trying to get even more creative to continue to make things better than they are, even despite the fact that they're really good. So anyway. And- so we should just bring this up and like hashtag this, but the hot girl at the dance, both you mm. and I, builders and sellers nonstop right now who are seeking us out. So and it was like two months ago, we were like calling everybody up. Hey, you know, and I feel like then we kind of go stand on the wall. We're like, dang it, man. Nobody wants to dance with us. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's one of those 80s movies where the uh, they like do the makeover or whatever. We come walking yeah. down the stairs. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, how'd we miss her? How'd we miss her? We she miss is her? best. She yeah. Is hot. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's yeah us. I'm happy to bite him off with a stick right now. That and- but hey, listen, if you're one of the guys that was just wasn't interested, well, the summer did a lot to this chick. I mean... <laughs> School started, everybody, everybody's interested now. Mm-hmm. We have way too much fun with this, but I think it should uh, be a theme until it calms down a little bit. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, well, listen, till next week, everybody. Seriously, get out there and make something happen. It's completely and entirely up to you. Don't wait. This has been the Get Real Podcast. 
to subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.